Wait, he hypnotizes you? Yeah. Fuck out of here. Welcome to Honest Tattooer, guys. What's up? My name is John Messa, and Honest Tattooer is a podcast where we get tattoo artists, tattoo. I always say the same thing. Man, tattoo artists and tattoo enthusiasts. We pretty much discuss different topics over the tattoo industry. And this week, we have a special guest, and it's our friend Basilio. What's up, brother? How are you? How are you guys doing? Pretty good. And like always, my co-host, Matt Triano. What's good, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? We're doing fucking great. So, Vasily, we've been trying to get you on here, but you're a hard man to track. I'm, I'm, I'm always doing something different. <laughs> <laughs> That's big facts. So, yes. so one thing uh, that we usually do is uh, to just introduce yourself, tell okay. us how long you've been tattooing, and a little bit about your style of tattooing. Okay, my name is Basilio. What's I've your What's your Instagram? Basilio Tattoos. I've been tattooing now for I I'm, I think it's gonna be fifteen years. That's crazy. This time flies, right? Man, everyone that we talk to has been around that same amount of time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. My style of tattooing is just it's like I tell every single one of my clients, just come in and let let it <laughs> let it flow. Come <laughs> and figure it out. I, I'll tell you that I don't want to plan nothing. Your style of tattooing is illustrative black and gray tattooing mm. with. Awesome fucking renderings and great balance, bro. And I think I, I really, I've always liked you. Yeah, I've always loved your tattoos, man. You're amazing. Oh, thank you, bro. John is a staple. One thing that, you know, working with you was, you know, being impressed by some of the things that you would freehand and uh, seeing the things that you could do. And I was like, damn, dude, that's fucking impressive as hell, man. Thank you, man. Don't gas me up too much. <laughs> <laughs> when did uh, that become your go-to process? I feel like everybody just has a different like artistic process. I'm going to tell you why, actually. And I don't know if this is the answer because everything just kind of happens and then you got to then ask yourself, how did this come to be? Well, I think it really started because um, I never used to work in a shop and I used to travel and there was no printers. So I would just draw everything out. So uh, first- And a lot of my clients are really awesome. Mm -hmm. And they just, they just wouldn't really, they would, they would, they would, they would, they would let me like go ahead. Kind of go ahead and just do it. I had had a lot of support throughout the year. But uh, so going back to uh, why you freehand, I, I can, I mean, I can name the number one reason why people freehand is because it just flows on the body so much better. You can get proportions, right. You can get, you know, direction, right. Mm, um, that's true. You, sometimes if you're drawn on paper, it looks great on paper, but once you put it on the skin, it's like, ah, you got to tweak it anyway. You got to whip out those markers anyway and try to make things flow a little bit better. But if you're doing it right on the skin, right from the bat, then you know, you're one step ahead of the game doing it that way. Is that, do you feel that way too? Man, you guys, you guys know your stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like, <laughs> when I used to cut hair, I used to be a barber and it was very, very, consistent every day the same thing and it's like you're copying and tracing and i and uh i don't want to really get emotional but um yeah, I, up, got, I fell into a deep depression too many fucking low fades bro <laughs> <laughs> i was good though I was another really good. caesar god damn it <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was i was really good at cutting hair i was but um and i still love it I, I can't help myself. Yeah. I, I guess, I don't know. I work from love, from what I love to do. Yeah, I'm, I want money, but you know. It's love when, and passion, yeah. Yeah. If you if you just follow the money, it's like, 
it, it, it's like money is great, but if you, if you, I don't know, I can't explain it, but it's not a, you could have, you know, I mean, that's why a bunch of rich people kill themselves all the time because money can solve problems, but it's not going to solve all your problems. It can Thank solve you. some like kind of direct things of just like the, the roof over your head, food in your belly, clothes over your back. But at the end of the day, it's not gonna, that doesn't necessarily fulfill every human need. You know what I'm saying? Within relationships, your own mental self care and fucking I mean, all those things. Yeah. You know? There's a theory that like uh, the most successful people aren't the people with the most money. It's the people who are the happiest. And if you're doing something that you love every day, man, then you're successful. You're crushing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You're, you're living a good life. That's what it life. is. And, 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 and so when I free, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sorry, you I were saying, you know, like, well, you were, shy. you were, you were working as a barber and you know, you were feeling, um, you were feeling down, you were feeling depressed and you yeah. said that's what you were going through at that moment in your life. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I just snap out of it. If, if, if I were to stencil out every single tattoo, mm -hmm. I'm going to have a lot of repetitive tattoos or it's going to be like, this is a plan. This is a plan. I'm planning this to me. It's like every day I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. You like the spontaneity of it all. Just it, that's exactly, and I love living my life like that. Everything I do, I don't give a fuck. I know a lot of people that they plan out everything, and I'm like, nah, I can't do it, man. Don't, 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 don't call me to do that. I'm just not gonna do it. I don't care if my life is a mess. God always got my back. So, but when I, when I, when I freehand something, you know, I never know what is gonna happen. But as I'm building up the shapes, I'm like. Oh, that's what my brain wanted to do. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's what happens. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. fire. <laughs> but I think uh, in, in that process, like I can understand that like a lot just because like I usually create the tattoos, you know, within the 24 hours the, the most, you know, but a lot of tattoos that I do now happen that day, you know, and like I tell my awesome. clients that during the 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 consultation and I'm like, look, everything that's going to happen, it's mainly going to happen that day. I might awesome. stencil some things like the other day I started a Phoenix and I only stenciled the head of the Phoenix. Everything else I freehanded just because it was going to be over a shoulder. There was going to be a lot of things, you know? Yeah. So I was like, but you know, that requires a lot of trust. Yeah. It requires a lot of trust. It does. From, it does. From your client, they, you know, they, they give us a lot and, and it's something that we have to acknowledge and appreciate. And that's what in the moment makes me always kind of fulfill my, my, I don't really, I'm not going to lie and say, Oh, I'm always thinking about how grateful I am to my, no, but, but I'm like, nah, man, this client is going to pay me. They're going to go through pain and, they're going to give me something permanent and their body forever. Let me do my best. I can't, I couldn't agree more, bro. There's things about me as a tattooer that fucking suck. I'm guys terrible with time, terrible with time management. You ask me, Hey, how long do we got left on this tattoo? I'll be like about an hour. It'll be three. Uh, I tell you the tattoo's going to start around like one o'clock. We're going to start like, Two and a two what two thirty two and a half o'clock <laughs> two and a half o'clock <laughs> two to three hours later. I'm than terrible what I at said. telling time. Yeah, man, I'm just that's not my forte, bro. But at the end of the day, I just want to do the best tattoo that I could possibly create. You know, yeah. sometimes that takes time, and that's that, John goes there. <laughs> goes um, there. I know I've said this before. Like I, I spend a lot of time preparing for my tattoo designs and I'll spend like hours drawing the night before 
leading into the morning of the tattoo appointment to make sure that everything is prepared as I can. I'll even go as far as fully rendering and coloring a, a sketch yeah. beforehand. I've seen you. Um, so when you're freehanding on the spot right then and there, and you don't really have a plan, do you ever feel like, man, I wish I was a little bit more prepared for this and I wish I had something to kind of look at as I go? Or do you, do you really just thrive off of that? Like, let's just wing it. That's a good question. Well, all right, let me, let I'm me, not going to lie and say that it doesn't happen, but I always tell myself, you're here and you know that you don't want to go back to the sketch because that, that's going to fuck you up. I mean, you're tattooing for a reason. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be completely honest. There's, of course, there's times where it's like, I wish I had something better. Yeah, you know, but that, I mean, I think I, but, everyone's going to think everyone, no matter what. Yeah, even but, if but, I yeah. drew it, I'd be like, yeah. oh, I should have redrawn that shit yeah. this yeah. morning. You know, what yeah. I mean? like yeah. it's okay, just part yeah. of being a critical artist yeah. and, and looking at your own work. Like, I, fuck, it could be better, and no I, matter what, you know. I, I, I try to stay. I I try to stay right in the sweet spot where where I could accomplish the most. So when when you're freehanding, are you looking at reference, or is it all from your mind? Sometimes I'll look at a reference, or I'll even put the reference far from my face. So that is not completely a reference because, you know, you got a tiger and you're looking at the tiger and he's right here and you got all these details and they, that could be a little bit disturbing to, to your mind. In art school, they'll tell you to squint your eyes while you're looking at your oh, you, your subject so that oh, it'll kind of just give you like uh, like a silhouette almost or just like a blurry version of what you're looking at so that you don't get too focused in on the details at first. There you go. I'm going to give some blow minding for giving um, forbidden information. Go. um like you have to have a focus when you're working on people's permanent body i mean it doesn't cost you anything to just focus for a few minutes or a few hours and give your best work to that person that doesn't cost you anything but i feel like we can apply more life lessons to our crafty job i feel like we could apply more like you know, self-help, um, self-improvement books, stuff like that. Prayer, meditation before you start a tattoo is very important. I don't draw something like you, like like Matriana does, but I do look at an image. I, I want to know what we're going to do tomorrow because I'm going to go. It's going to be my last thought at night. My first thought in the morning, I'm probably going to dream about it. And then as I'm showering, brushing my teeth. That's what you're thinking taking about. Taking a dookie. That's my process. <laughs> Yeah, bro. I'm thinking about your tattoo. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna be in the cab. I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be a home run. And I'm even, I'm even, I even, I even put myself in the zone of like hitting a home run, like. I hear those sounds in my head. Yeah, like I'm gonna knock this like, shit out. The yeah, like part, yo, bro. my client is gonna cry today. And sometimes it happens. Yeah. And sometimes you get that out of there. Uh, uh, maybe from the pain or maybe because they're happy. <laughs> I think like, for example, I mean, you tell me if you can relate, but like, for example, like I feel like I thrive under a little bit of pressure. Like, mm-hmm. like there's something about like that little, like, yeah. like I, I like to play pool a lot, guys. I like to play pool a lot and I play better when there's a bunch of people watching me. I play better when I'm playing somebody that's better than me. You know, like there's yeah. a level of focus that just I can't attain if I'm just playing casually by myself. No, you yeah, know what I'm saying? I, I can tell that. you exactly what it is. It's your um, human nature of competition to try to be better and outperform 
the people around you around me. Yeah. yeah, Or at least impress them, impress them or do it. So it's kind of the same thing when I'm like doing a tattoo, like on the spot, it's like, it creates that same feeling of like focus within my head. It just, I get in like that tunnel vision mode where I can really like, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's real. You know, it's like playing in the fourth quarter and you're just like, all right, I'm fucking trying to crush this right now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there's just something that clicks on. I feel like everybody has something different. Yeah. And, 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 and it works, it, it, it works for them. It's like Kobe had a dark side. Michael Jordan had a dark side. So I, I actually have a dirty little secret. His name is Dom the Hypnotist. I want to give him a shout out. He's amazing. I started working with him three years ago. He's amazing. Wait, he hypnotized you? Yeah. Fuck out of here. No, no, no. So, 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 so it's actually. Let's it, hear it. So, so I even want to become a hypnotist. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfectly timed. But, but, um, you know, so there's a lot of motivation that we have. What motivates us? And it's usually something dark or poverty. I was broke. I was, didn't have no girlfriends. No, I ain't talked to no girlfriends. You know, I used to be a barber. Eddie was the one that was like, yo, you let's get got- you out of here, bro. Yeah, you, 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 that's why you don't got a girlfriend, bro. <laughs> You're working in a barbershop. You only see guys. So, so, you know, I used to be like that, depressed. And so my motivation for many years, it just came from being broke. And it was like, damn. I don't know why I can't save up any money. So after speaking to Dom, it was like, he, we got to the bottom of it and it was like, I enjoy being broke because it motivates me. It creates a drive. Yeah. So I'm always like on the edge, but that's where I do my best work. You just put so many therapists out of business right now. You guys got to give up your therapist and go to Dom the hypnotist. Well, like, like what you were, we were talking about earlier, like, you know, money's not necessarily going to give you happiness, but it, that's clear and very evident for the people that don't have any money because they still find ways to laugh, to share things with the, with the people, to love and to like have happy times without the money. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, you can still achieve, you know, those, those, those feelings and those needs without money. And I feel like sometimes when you have all of the money, then those problems are a lot more apparent. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's put some structure back into the show. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Why are we talking about money? Like- what uh, something that we do every week that we didn't do yet is we go around and we talk about one tattoo that we did this week that we're either proud of or just whatever you did. So, what okay. uh, what you tat this? What you do this week? Um, I did the the Jesus thing on the hand. You know where they where they where they have like a, oh the Jesus make, hand make job in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Dude, my favorite one of those is the Bruce Lee one. The Jesus so, hand so, so, job, bro. It's the one where he's crucified and you know you 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 become one with Jesus because your hand is becomes Jesus' hand. Oh, I know. So the first question I asked him when he came in, the did you first, do the the uh, the, the, the stab? The, the, the first the first question I asked him when we when he came in was like, "Well, so which arm are we doing it on?" And he was like, "The left." I said, "I know you were." <laughs> <laughs> and then and then um, what happened oh I kind of made a video but then I was like nah man so this generation is too weak I was like I feel old man <laughs> I was like I was like I made a video and I'm recording him and I'm recording the sketch the freehand that I made and I'm like no more no no more paha that's it it's over <laughs> and then i was like should i post this he was like oh, i don't care and i'm like damn i really want to post this oh you had the, the, the societal consequence you gotta, was- you gotta you gotta you gotta 
Even as a tattoo artist, you gotta. Yeah, no, we gotta walk those sometimes. It's just you get like, judged, oh, yo. Like, John, what'd you do this week? Um, I'll talk about what I finished today. Today, I'm so pumped. I finished a leg sleeve today, and I had that thing has over 30 hours into it for sure. People ask me all the time, like, how long does I posted this good dude's leg, you know, Frank's leg multiple times, and people always like, dude, how long did that take? I don't know, man. Yeah. I really, I don't, Frank doesn't know. I don't know. We don't know. We're not keeping track. You know, we just, you, you, it's like, I always tell people those projects are like marathons. If you start running on mile one, thinking about when this is going to be over, bro, your, your brain is going to just be like, it's not going to work, bro. You got to just start that journey yeah. and just stay focused on the end. You're going to finish it. Just, you know, you're going to have sessions that are five hours long and have sessions that are three hours long and, just keep it consistent. Don't stop. And that's what he did. And he was able to, he's finished both full legs in two years. It took one year to finish the first one. Took about one year to finish the second leg. And we had like one break at one point because COVID. Well, you're doing the whole leg, the whole leg? The whole leg. From ankle to ass cheek. I never measured the leg properly. Yeah. And he's a tall dude, which is what's crazy. Like he's a big guy. That could have been faster on us, you know, a normal sized person, but he's a big (laughs) dude, you know? Cool. What about you? So I'll talk about what I finished today too. I, I, I started a half sleeve on a guy back in September and uh, it's an owl on the front of the arm and a, uh, a skull on the inside and there's poppy flowers all around. So today we colored in the inside with the skull and the poppies. It was uh, pretty cool. Earth tones, warm. Yeah. Those look yeah. sick. Yeah. I majorly only like using warm tones of fucking tats. I really, there's something about like the cool tones that they work for some people but not all people. Man, so um, I had my my thing all colored out today and mm-hmm. I had, uh, the skull was like, you know, bony, ochre colors. The flowers were bright red. And then I had um, like a, a laurel leafy kind of thing kind of creeping over the skull. And mm-hmm. I had that a very warm, kind of like an olivey green. And uh, it looked great on screen. But once I started putting that first tone of green in the tattoo, I was yeah. like, man, like this is starting to compete with the warmth of the skull itself. So I actually went cooler on the leaves to kind of give a little contrast, a little there. contrast. Yeah. And it felt so foreign to me. Like mm-hmm. I actually, I didn't have any cool greens to pull out. I had to make my own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it looked cool. I was happy with it. He, he was nice. happy with it. Yeah. What do you want to talk about, Matt? I feel like you have a lot to say. <laughs> I want to talk about where do you work? Talk about something else. (laughs) 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 You're like, no, no, no. no, You know what I I want to talk about? Inquiring minds want to know. I have a, I have a, um, it's a tax office. It's a tax office. Yeah. It's like an undercover tax office. Oh shit, guys. You can get your taxes and get tatted at the <laughs> That's same time right. and give him your deposit, your, your tax refund. That's the point. So <laughs> see how it's all set up is you get your taxes and you get tattooed right after. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actually, I it's got, really a tax office, though. It really is a tax. <laughs> I got something. Bro. I got something good. So you took off your shirt mid uh, podcast. Now we got to talk about it, bro. You got no tattoos. I, you actually have you have twice as many tattoos now so, than you did when I first met you. So, so you got two tattoos. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. I, I feel like. You know, you don't want to look tattered, bro. Don't judge me, tattoo community, because you guys are kind of crazy when it comes to that. 
I just never now is I'm just getting to the point. I would love to get a tattoo by you, John. Bro, let's break. I want to get, get a tattoo by Brian. I want to get a tattoo. Every tattoo artist that I've tattooed, I have to get a tattoo by. Because they've all gotten a bunch of tattoos from me. And mm-hmm. it's like, damn, man. Like, I don't have any tattoos. So there's a lot of pressure they put on me. I got to get a tattoo. You got to get some tats, bro. They always bring it up. If uh, what, what kind of stuff are you into the same kind of tattoos that you do or completely different? That, that's where that's where I get stuck at. I don't even know what I want. I like black and gray. I would love to get tattooed by Jose Lopez. Or Jose Lopez, yeah, especially. No, I don't really care, though. I, I, love, I love Jose Lopez. I love Jose Lopez, but it's like... I just kind of want to get started, you know. I want, I want, I want, I want something. Just, just tell a story, you know, what happened that day. And so, what? What are you waiting for? Huh? What are you waiting for? It hurts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that shit hurts, bro. He's like, I know. I see people's faces when I do it. It looks like it hurts. One comment that I see a lot because you're not the only tattooer that has little to no tattoos. And one comment that I see a lot is people are like, man, I don't want to get tattooed by somebody who doesn't have tattoos because they don't know what it feels like. And they don't know how to like either back off or like they don't understand what they're putting me through. Do you ever get you ever have you ever been told that? (laughs) (laughs) Um. I don't know, but but actually, actually, a lot of my tattoos are kind of gentle because um they're kind of over the skin. It doesn't mean I, I've had a lot of like, for some reason, this has been the month of like sensitive skin. People have sensitive skin; it's a thing. But um, I mean, I know that's why they make lotion for sensitive skin. Yeah, <laughs> literally, <laughs> yeah, they have allergies. They have like that. yeah. There's people that have like, sensitive skin, man. I have a client that that fell off a three 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 third story. On, mm-hmm. on his back okay. and he used to be a boxer and he works in construction every day i couldn't even get close to his skin with the needle it wasn't a lie i wasn't even touching his skin and it would get red it was, it was wicked it was like, it was damn. weird it was like damn you too sensitive yeah <laughs> <laughs> bro you too sensitive be like why are you being such a bitch yeah bro no no they're not they're not that's they're sensitive yeah. the skin the skin <laughs> So let's talk about like the initial topic. Let's talk about freehanding tattoos. Um, what's your process, man? So like usually I've seen you like freehand stuff where like what we were talking about, sometimes some reference, sometimes no reference, but um, let's say simple example. Somebody goes, hey man, I want to get Jesus upper arm. What would, what, what would your process be? Like, how would you go? Like, we're about to start I always, now. I always learn from mistakes and every single day I, I learn mm-hmm. I do a tattoo I go home and I'm already like judging the whole thing what I could have done different but what before what, I want to hear it like at that point you sit down what's happening are you a gonna look at a, you know I mean, you've done oh so 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 it's like yeah yeah, it's yeah. Like Matt was saying earlier that it that it that 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 when you freehand something it's like you could go with the body and everything like that because there's some people that is like they, get, they, they want a certain spot on their body and then the, you got the skin tone, the muscular structure, the space between tattoos and everything like that. And then you're like, I can't find a reference for this space. And I know I could draw it up much better. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, I mean, that, that sometimes that sometimes works the best, yeah. you know, in, in a given situation. But like you can't find the <laughs> reference. You can't find it no matter where you're looking. And, and then you're like, let me just... I got you. Basilio, have you done any uh, like formal training in art? Have you gone to school or take any classes or anything like that? 
um, I, I went to, what is this place called? The Institute of Art or something like that? Yeah, the Art Institute of New York, yeah. I, I went there, but I took four classes. And, and actually, I got a, this is way before tattooing. I had a class with David Kassan. Oh shit, that's cool. He's a, he was He's oh, an amazing painter. I didn't even know. And then <clears throat> and then years later, I'm seeing him. I'm like, wait a minute, I, I, I remember this guy. This guy. Yeah. What year were you there? Oof, I was like- Don't say 2004. 15, 14. Yeah, 2004 and 2005. All right, I was there with you. Really? Yeah. Wow, you see? Yeah. John, and that's how you ran into each other too. Look at how I ran into John. I was like 13 years old and I was out with these all little, little, little hoodlums. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> and Wait, I, how are you I, there at 13 years old? That's not possible. When I met John? No, different different place. Oh, okay. I, 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 we were we were going to go doing, we were doing graffiti and we were too young. We were like little, I, we, 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 now look, if I see a 13 year old walking around here, I'm like, yo, where, where? Where are your parents? parents? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was like five of us, four, four, like maybe like seven of us. And then we were we were trying to get spray cans, and they, they wouldn't sell it to us. And then I saw this guy walking, and, I, and I'm like, "Yo, man, you you, you get us some spray cans. We're gonna do something very illegal, but we're too young." <laughs> Stop touching your mic, man! You're killing. Huh? Stop touching the Don't mic. Touch the mic. So sorry, 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 sorry you can hear it. So I saw, so I saw, I saw John, but I didn't know who he was, you know. And I'm like, hey man, and this is all the way in Canal Street. And then it was in the scrapyard. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, can you get us some spray cans? And John was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> he, got it, he got it for us though. He was he was cool. And I was like, yo, thank you, man. And then I come back to 181st, which is, which is where I used to work in the barbershop. And I see him again. I'm like, yo, that's where I started tattooing. Aren't you that first. dude? Yeah. I was yeah. like, yo, aren't, aren't you that dude? <laughs> You're in the scrapyard. And I think you remember me. You're like, oh shit. And then I didn't even know I was going to start tattooing. Like, yeah, you know, tattooing was never like a, like a, a thing. No, because 2005, no internet. Like Kavon D used to be a tattoo artist, but I didn't know if it was a, like a career. So in 2005, you were 13 years old? I was 15. And that's when you started tattooing when you were that young? Actually, it was 2005. It had to be at least 2005. I, no, didn't I, tattoo, I started I tattooing 17 years old. So two years after John. Okay. You never answered my question. Did you do any classes or did you learn from, like, how did you get into drawing more at a professional level than just, uh, you know, being a little kid drawing on your doodle pad? So, so I used to always love drawing. Like I would, I would have so many sketchbooks always lying around, but I, I could never like my ADD or whatever it was, I could never stick to something. And it's still like that. Like, and I noticed a lot of artists go through the same thing. There's a lot of artists out there, talented people, and they never develop it. And I understand. It's like, you're sitting at home with a notebook and it's like, who's going to see this? And what's the point? Am I going to get paid? Is this going to help anybody and stuff like that? But I'm going to tell you something, do it anyways, because you never know. And then you're like, yo, somebody's going to see you. And then, wow. So when I started and I was around and I wasn't around other artists, surround yourself by other like-minded people and everything you do. That's so important. So is that where you learned? That's, that's when, that's when I, it was, I used to always like drawing. I couldn't help it. It was like, if I wasn't, that's when you started taking it. Like, since seriously. I was a baby, if I didn't have a pen and a paper, Somewhere, if I was somewhere after like five minutes and I'm bored and I, I can't fit in, I'm like, hey, does anybody have a pen and a paper? You know, but I was never really good. But um, when I started tattooing, it was like, oh, and I had just came out of a psych ward. I was, I was depressed. I was depressed. And so when I got to the tattoo shop, it was like, this is my second chance to live. And look at how beautiful this second chance is. Yeah. Eddie saved my life. So- 
So <laughs> where did you learn how to draw? Did you take I, any class? In the tattoo, I learned, okay. I learned, I learned, I learned, uh, you know, you know, it's funny. What is considered a class? I'm going to tell you what's considered a class. Motherfucking Andy, motherfucking Eddie, Brian. Hans. Oh, oh of course. No, Hans, of course. I was thinking about this. Oh, Hans, Hans helped me out a lot too. Bro, it was just like a combination. Okay. That was like the dynamic team. It was an amazing team. It was just, it was a dream come true. Because you could tell the difference between somebody who's been drawing all their life, but never really was taught, you know, this is how anatomy it, works. It this is, is visible. You know, how you structure a face, right? It is visible. I know, I know. And, uh, but like you, you have, you, like I can look at your work and it, you could tell that you know what the fuck you're doing. You know, it's not just. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a lot of mistakes. Thankfully, my work used to be very light back in the days. So my mistakes are fading away. <laughs> I mean, that's like, uh, you yeah. know, you're, you're, I feel like, you know, like I, I've, I've seen your work over the years for a long time. And Thanks. like, you know, I've seen your stuff go from what exactly we were talking about, where your stuff looked too light. And I feel like sometimes yeah. that's confidence, like that's a level of comp when you're still second guessing yourself in tattooing, you kind of, you're scared to go too dark. You're scared to punch Very blacks true. in like solid when it's like, this shit needs to be black right here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then when same thing, when you don't have this, the level of confidence and control over your lights, over your lightest tones, you are like, oh man, this is going to be a light tone, but I need to saturate the shit out of this light tone. I can't just be like flicking it out. Like, no, I have to like saturate this light shade. Who gives a shit if it gets red as fuck? You start like taking like less, you take, you take more risks. You're like, yeah, I'm going to freaking shade this face hard, you know, and then when you're not confident, you're like, oh man, I don't want to go too dark on this face, you know, but over time that starts, you start building that confidence. And I think like for you, I've saw, I saw a combination of like, you got more confident with the tools of tattooing, but I also saw you get more confident with like, like with your drawings, you know, um, overall you. and like, you know, recognizing, you know, creating better anatomy, better things, even off the top of your head, you know? Oh yeah. I forgot to mention then I, you know, went from one school to the other. I worked at Big Joe's. I learned a few things there a lot, you know, yeah. different things. And I learned a hell of a lot with you guys. And Awesome, bro. Yeah. yeah. You guys are amazing. No, bro. Dude, to this day, yeah. still. Yeah. I was even doing it today. I'll have my reference Thank of something you. that I drew <laughs> that has black just punched in from like wall to wall. Solid Big fields of black, right? And I'm like, yeah, that fucking, that's strong. Like that's, that's going to make for a good tattoo. And then while I'm tattooing it, sometimes I still have to push myself. So I'm like, oh man, this is a lot of fucking black, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I, I know. <laughs> so I, yeah. I got to force myself to do it. Cause I know, yeah. but like, that's just what you're saying. Like you have to, the, the confidence to do that. The confidence Yo, to do it. You know? I'm going to tell you is like, the answers are outside sometimes, but they're also within, yo. Like if you want to do something, just do it confidently, but measured. Yeah. I think like uh, one thing that for a younger tattooer, like in order to increase your confidence when you're tattooing, preparation is major key. You know, like what we were talking like last week where, you know, I was showing my, I was showing some old tattoos, things from 10 years ago. And, um, I, I like one of the best ones was one that the one thing that I did differently at that moment in time, 10 years ago was that 
I was much more prepared for the tattoo, the design and anything. And it helped me tattoo better that day, you know? And then over the years, I've gotten much more confident without necessarily needing that, uh, that, that level of like that visual aid, that visual aid, you know? And I feel like that's the difference. Like, you know, you can, you can build that confidence. You can build your style. And especially like in tattooing, like, you know, if you, if you're asking me to draw some, you know, uh, cherry blossoms for you and, or like a chrysanthemum or even a Hanya mask nowadays, you know what I'm saying? Like I've done that so many times in my career that I can like, Oh yeah, I've done this so many times. I'm going to mix all of my memories of all of my fucking things and I can create something new out of it. And I feel like in your case, since, oh, yeah, of course. since you've done so many different designs, there's like a melting pot. Yeah. Here. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, that helps you just overall tweak like if you drew you know, hands yeah. before bro and you fucked them up once bro you probably couldn't sleep that night and you're like next time i fucking do some hands those fucking mistakes are not gonna happen again you know what i'm saying you can like you can go back and refine that shit a little bit you know let's get a little bit deeper and further like what were the the, the things that led to you being like artistic um because there's always something there's something there I mean, it could be genetic. Yeah, yeah, I think mine is genetic. My uh, When I was young, I always remember having a pencil in my, in my hand. I was always drawing, um, but I never really cared too much about it. I had uh, my aunt who was a, a painter. I mean, she still is, but at, at the time she was doing like really odd paintings on things that like you wouldn't necessarily think of painting. She used to paint on wow. rocks. Like oh, she would, crazy. she would look at a rock and be like, Oh man, that looks like a squirrel. You don't have and one of those rocks. Would, I'm gonna paint she it. would paint a squirrel on that rock. And you don't have like, one of those cool rocks. I mean, I'm sure I do. I probably somewhere. Yeah. But she, yeah, or she, would, you. she would paint, <laughs> just she would paint on a window screen. Yeah. And like all the window screens in her house had her painted. paintings on it. Oh shit. That's that crazy. From like the street, you would look at her house and you see all of her paintings on the window screens, but on the inside it was cool. You can't see them because they're only on like the outside of the screen. Yeah. 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 Um, so she taught me how to paint mm -hmm. in her style. Like she did a lot of like these kind of like folky, um, flowery kind of like, man, I would love to see it. Um, that's cool. I forgot what they were called. I think they were called like, one stroke paintings where like you would, you would load the brush with a couple of different colors and just make one stroke. And then that would be like your leaf. That's a whole leaf. Yeah. And yeah. then you would do like the same thing. Do yeah. like, you would load your gradient. Exercise. You would load your gradient of like red to white on your brush, on your brush. and then do a couple of strokes. And then that would be your flower. Like she taught me techniques like that. Yeah. I've um, seen those things. I could see yeah. that in his style oh, of tattooing. Good. So um, it's, it's, it's very like, like kind of like that. Yeah. So she was the one who kind of introduced me deeper into drawing and art. And she was a great uh, calligraphy artist also. She, she, she taught me a little bit about lettering. Um, actually, there was, at the time, um, I was dating a girl who just graduated high school and I wanted to paint her something. And I painted her um, a champagne bottle, like the cork just blew off, the, you know, uh, the studs going all over the place. Yeah. And I wanted to write, you know, congratulations you know, on the, on the painting. I was like, fuck, I can't do this. So I had my aunt do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> she never knew. She'll never knew. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think I got a lot of that, like naturally just being in the family. And then my, my aunt was helping me out a lot too. And I owe a lot. I even tell her to this day, like I owe a lot of you know my success to just her kind of pushing me a little bit. That's awesome. That's really cool. What about you, John? I, uh, I would always draw a lot as a kid, you know, with all the cards, every 
cartoon I got into, I would just try to draw it eventually. Yeah. And uh, by the time- I, 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 We used to draw the S. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, but then like uh, once I was like, I'm going to say at least like 10, 11, that's when I first got into my head that I wanted to be an animator. You know, I wanted to be an animator. I remember when I was a little kid, my mom took me to Disney World. We got to do the tour that takes you into the back and you get to see all the animators draw cartoons yeah. when, when they were still doing it like on shit. And I was like, wow, that's what I want to fucking do. That's cool. And then that's when I got into my head that I wanted to be like an animator or something of the sort, you know? And um, then life happened and I became a teenager and wanted to be a gangbanger because that's what rap songs were saying. That was cool. And uh, it, my life, you know, kind of just took a turn and a lot of things changed in my life. And I kind of took a, took a step away from art for a very long time. And then it wasn't to, I would still do it for fun. Kind of like what you're saying, where like, you know, if I was somewhere and there was a pen there, I'd grab it and I'd start doing something with it, you know? But I wasn't studying art at all. I wasn't studying it. And then um, it wasn't until much later when I started uh, getting tattooed and I was going to school for art, um, but not necessarily for like fine art or anything like that. I wanted to be a designer, you know, and mainly focus on clothing design. But I got to take some like in order to be in that client in that career, you had to take some general art classes. And around that time is when I started uh, getting tattooed and met a ta and met Eddie. And did you you didn't go to FIT? Did you? No. Um, and, uh, that's when I was like, oh shit, man, I think I want to go back into art and like really study art more. Yeah. And then instead of going to school for art, man, I bought books. I bought all, all the Loomis books, all the Andrew Loomis books, drawing faces, drawing hands, drawing, you know, like fucking expressions, like all of these th techniques, yeah. you know? And um, that's kind of like what helped a lot. There, I, I've mentioned this book before, um, but Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo. There's a whole segment in his book about muscle structure and the way that muscles actually flow in directions. Specifically, he talks about this so that when you're designing your tattoo, you want your design to flow with the muscle, right? Um, so when you're freehanding a tattoo, you have to kind of think about like you want your design to work with the shape of the body part that you're going with. Um, yeah. One almost of the biggest things that he time. describes is like about the big S curve yeah. that's going on with like the upper shoulder bicep area, you know, going all the way around. It's a giant, you know, infinity symbol going down right here. Yeah. And if you kind of follow that S curve, you know, it definitely does make your designs work better, move better. Um, and I, like even chest designs, you know, like what we're talking think, about, like, you know, the, chest muscles i think moving like this you want I, your design like that for sure i think like composition ingenuity and placement are the bomb that's where it's at and 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 like um it doesn't have to be like oh this genius design no it's just like just putting it in the right place where it's like nobody got it at. And yeah and that's and, one thing about freehanding though that I think it's actually like, you know, like where you were saying that like, you know, when you freehand something, you know, it, it helps it fit the body better. I agree. But sometimes like I, I think it's perfect. And then after it's there, I'm like, and this is one reason why I 
stop freehanding things for a while was that sometimes I would freehand something and I'm like, oh man, I should move that like two inches to the left. <laughs> but there's no fucking way I'm going to redraw this whole fucking thing. Let's add a little more right here just to in it out or balance it out. You know what I'm saying? Um, or But you know what? Like, I, I understand why you wouldn't want to redraw that. But if uh, if you if you planned it out and sketched it light to begin with and you mapped, I could have moved it. You could have moved it. Yeah. You could have. It's, like, it's, a, it's a moment of like rushing the, the pre-sketch. And you, you know, know, that goes very back, uh, very far back to what you were saying before. You don't want to get too involved in the details. If you start drawing like the details of your design so quickly that you're not really paying attention to where this design is on the body you're going to have like, oh man, this fucking face looks awesome. And then you take a step back and you're like, fuck man, it's not in the right spot. Whereas if you just kind of like loosely, quickly, just kind of through like a gesture drawing and really fast, you get it in the right spot first. Yeah. Or if it's off, then you just, you know, wipe it off and start again. And you're only a couple of minutes into it. I would say that's but one I, of the things about your freehand, bro. Think, that their freehands are so loose, bro. Sometimes I'm like, how the fuck is he going to fucking make a tattoo <laughs> out of this, bro? Because you put very little detail sometimes I, I, into I've the, che- I've cheated. The sketch. I've cheated before. <laughs> I'll like freehand it and then I'll make the video. I'll wipe it off and put the stencil on. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it real, bro. <laughs> Once or twice. I have done like a, just a tattoo. Like I've done that before. Mm-hmm. I would oh, you mean like no drawing, that. no stencil, just straight tattooing right away? Like maybe, maybe I'll do like a quick little like, all right, he's gonna be in this direction. You know, something. I don't, I don't remember quite one, but I know I have done something like that where I'm like, damn, that wasn't there. But yeah. now the way he does it is amazing, though. Cool. There's also that one guy that does uh, almost every tattoo is like just freehand. Like he's not even like free machine. What would you call that shit? Because he ain't even drawing it. He's yeah. just like. Going machine, the skin. That's the one I'm talking about. Okay, is his name is Aaron something? I can't remember his fucking last name, but this is some British, not British dude, I think. And uh, he, if he's gonna do a face, he's gonna start somewhere with like the eye and just keep building off the eye. Then you see the nose, and then the whole head it will be there. Eventually. So that's incredible, right? Yeah, it is if, to be able to pull off a face like that, dude. I saw one. He's like he never misses, dude. I saw one the other day, straight free tattooing, whatever you want to call it. This guy started drawing lines up and down. I'm like, all right, where's he going with this? Turned into a grill from a car. Now he's, he's building out a hot rod. I'm like, Oh fuck. Now he's building out like the road that the hot rods on. Oh shit. He's got signs. Now he's doing lettering. Like the signs on the street. Get out of here. Dude. I'm like, bro. what the fuck dude? Yeah. There's a whole Damn, other level bro. out there. There's a whole other level out there. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. When you travel and you do tattoos when you're traveling, you're more likely to to have to freehand things on the spot and do it like that. So when I was doing conventions a lot, that was one thing that I was like, oh man, you had somebody come up and they're like, oh, I want this. Like, I ain't got time to draw this shit. I gotta just, try to just draw it on, yeah. you know? And that's how I got into the habit of freehanding a lot of things. And for a while, like, that's all I was doing. And during that time, like, I learned a lot about just freehanding and drawing and build my confidence up on doing freehand drawings and things like that. But it also, sometimes I'd be like, oh man, if I would have been able to fully render this, I could have probably just tattooed it faster. Not necessarily that it could have been like that much better, but it could have been just tattooed faster overall because 
You sought it all out. You didn't have to think about it on the day of. On the day of, you know, because, you know, it's different than back when I wasn't as experienced and I was like, oh man, that drawing could have been better. It's like, no, that drawing was still really cool. It's just that it probably could have took like a third of the, that person sitting there and yeah. feeling them get tired of just me going. Well, no, Celia, actually, I, I, want wanted to, to I want to talk to you about this now. Um, let's talk about the logistics of this. So when you're sitting down with your client, freehanding on them for however long it takes, do you charge for that time? No, no. Do you charge by the hour? No. Okay. So you just give them a price and this is the cost of the tattoo. Yeah. And it's negotiable too. Like okay. depending on, you know, like how I'm feeling and, you know, and like, I, you know, it's just not how I'm feeling, but just, you know, like, Hey, do I want to give you a $3,000 tattoo for the price of 1500? Because I'm feeling very creative right now. Or maybe I'm only trying to give you a two thousand dollar tattoo for a thousand. So the price that you give them includes the the time to set up and draw and all that. Like that's all built in. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like you know that's just doesn't take much. But I don't. This is why I tell my clients, and it's like my like a golden rule where it's like, just come in. I'm not not going to draw anything out, but that's not a bad thing. It's not because I don't want to or because I'm lazy. It's just, I know that the way I work, prefer to work and the way I'm more productive and give my best work is if you just come in, I know what I'm, what I'm, I know what I'm doing with what I'm doing. Now I don't take away from other artists that work differently. And I tell them, I tell my clients, Hey, if this is not for you, that's fine. That's fine. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up, yeah. guys. No, no, no. Wait, wait. What? No, no. We're no, done. No, no, no. We're done. We're done. We're done. Hey, guys. So thank you guys so much. <laughs> we're going to have Vasilio back. I won't put her another because he's got more shit to say. But anyway, guys, um, we're going to say one. Thank you guys for watching. Always uh, make sure you follow us on uh, YouTube patreon make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can get some notifications about uh the next post and things like that and uh follow us on instagram and most of all yes on our patreon and support honest tattooer anything else no that's it have a good night Th thank you for hanging with us Please. and, and it, that's it yeah <laughs> you're cut off <laughs>